All right, let's get this started right here. Everybody, welcome to Junior Lytles Ignorant Bliss Podcast. This is actually the second time I, I tried to do this. I made one last night, and it got defeated over some stuff. Yeah, this is my new podcast. You know, I'm Julian Lytle. I'm an artist of a webcomic called Ants. Uh, actually, you know, this isn't my first time recording my voice. Well, it kind of is. I've been on other podcasts in the past. And, and those appearances and people's reactions to those appearances are some of the reasons... Well, I decided to do one. You know, it took me a while to build myself up for it, but you know, I thought it was it's a good time. 2011, 2011, however you want to say it, start something new. So, what is this show going to be about? You know, what's my mo? Um, basically, it's going to be a show where I give some of my thoughts on on things of pop culture. You know, I'm gonna talk about comics. You know, I like comics. I read comics. I enjoy them. Um, not as much as I used to be, you know, well, American comics is that, I should say, superhero comics. You know, I'll probably talk about movies. I see a lot of films, see a lot of movies over the year, you know, I'll probably talk about some games. I really love video games, I always have, always will. Sometimes I love them more than comics. I'll probably talk about music sometimes, you know, some pop tracks, little R&B, maybe. You know, hip hop, you know, whatever, rock folks on my boat, whatever the F Punk decides to make and give the world greatness. So, yeah, that's what, that's what the show's gonna be about. You know, I guess, you know, we should stop the preamble and get going to, you know, some of the main parts of the show. Alright, I should let this out now. When I talk about stuff, it's gonna be spoiler. You know, I want to talk about the stories, what happens. So if you ain't really about hearing about what I'm talking about, you know, you ain't read it, you ain't see it, you ain't listen to it, you ain't do this, you ain't do that, yo, you shouldn't listen to this until after you didn't consume that media. Because I'm going to go in on that media, go all the way in. All right, I think we're going to start the show out with some movies. January is usually a dead month. It's just, they put out all the they don't care no more. Like the, the Oscar bait came out in December. You know, ain't no real big time movies. The romantic comics don't come out till Valentine's Day time, you know. So this is like the dead area. When there's two movies, one comes out, you know, the fourteenth of January, which this show might or might not be up by then. Um, and the one came out the week before. And the two movies are Green Hornet and Season of the Witch. I wanna start with Season of the Witch. Season which is terrible. It's fucking horrendous. No one should ever really pay money to see this movie. But a lot of people did because it did pretty well. Came in number four last week. It's kind of terrible. Even Ron Perlman could not save this film. It is just horrendous. Um, it has bad CG. It has terrible acting by Nicolas Cage. And I'm not a Nicolas Cage hater. I've enjoyed some Nicolas Cage films. I like Con Air. I like Raising Arizona. Heck, I like Ghost Rider. I like Gone in 60 Seconds. But this movie is terrible. It doesn't even make sense. They just start out with 
like they're I guess they they're knights for for the church in the crusades and they're like oh man we didn't kill some innocents so they give they stop end up in this town where it's like oh we got to play because of a witch and they got this girl like in a cage and they have to take her to like this monk area so she can be you know judged or whatever and like, most likely you know killed but it is just it's terrible it's not shot well um the script is horrible i, I clearly think me and my friend who i saw it with just totally believe that ron perlman just ablipped his part of the movie because he is literally the only entertaining part so when it comes on television there was a way for you just to watch his parts you should do that um there's a demon involved there's spider super strong zombie monks in it and you may think that's cool but no it's not it's just it's just not um yeah it's 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 pretty terrible is that a latin in there for some magical book to get rid of witches and demons that you know the church never don't have no more for some reason yeah um yeah please just just stay away it's it's a totally it's a total mess it's just Nicholas Cage getting paid and I, I ain't trying to give him no money to just get paid but the other January release the Green Hornet oh man was that a trailer marked for disaster if there wasn't one else I haven't seen but that movie my friends is the truth it is hilarious it is the only bright spot in all of January not only is it character you might know you know has Kato in it you know character basically made famous because of Bruce Lee it's also directed by Michelle Gondry Michelle Gondry has made some of the best films of this past decade he also made some of the best music videos in the 90s back when MTV still played videos so we get along to Michelle Gondry doing a superhero picture at first that really sounds hot and then you see the trails like oh no he didn't messed up this is his first real big L but then you, then you hear about things. He had the Comic-Cons, like fanboys hating. He's like, I don't care about fanboys. You know what, directors? You shouldn't care about fanboys. But you know what? In the end, that movie was hot. It dealt with some interesting things with the camera and the way it shows, I guess, the characters' eyes when they were really getting down to fisticuffs. And it's just pretty lighthearted in the way that it shows that Britt Reed is ineffectual as the Green Hornet. But Kato is a complete beast, and they play that up. The fact that Britt Reed knows that Kato's a beast, and that he's just kind of, you know, him. It's something that we really got in the TV show, and Die Hard fans may not like that, but you got to call a spade a spade. Like, you watch that show with Bruce Lee, and they play up that part of it in this movie. Now, they have some other things in, like Cameron Diaz. No reason why she's in a movie. Not at all. Um... Chris Waltz is entertaining as the villain. Pretty good, you know. He's kind of over the top, you know. It's Christoph Waltz, we've we seen him in, the, you know, Glorious Bastards. He's the only good part of that movie. So in this, he's just really hamming it up. You got some pretty cool cameos, but overall, I say it's a solid. You know, I say it's a three star, especially for January. This is garbage, and it's in 3D. And you know what? I saw it in 2D. But I think some of the scenes that you can clearly tell was meant to be the 3D parts. It wasn't like a big, you know, batting ball coming at your face. But you can tell it was like, oh, those are the Will Michelle Gondry parts. 
those are the 3D parts that I wouldn't mind seeing again. I saw this movie at a screening. I might go pay to see it again. Just see those parts in 3D. It's also funny. When Greenhorn and Kato driving in L.A., see shoes hanging on the wire, and they say, I think we're in the hood, Kato. That is hilarious. The fact that they know they're in the hood and things about to get extra, extra, extra gully. But yeah, people, you want to have a good time, especially in January. Go see it. It's actually worth some money. You did a good job. It was all good just a week ago. Sorry, so next up here. Let's talk about a little music, a little rap music. For those who don't know, Kanye and Jay-Z released their first single for their new album together called Watch the Throne. The name of this track is called HAM. It's an acronym. It stands for Hard as a Motherfucker. Now, if you notice that I just said hard as a motherfucker, and that if you take the first letter of those, those words, it would be H-A-A-M. We should already notice... That this song is on the down. That they couldn't even get the acronym. Really, they just had to force it in there. It's not a good look. Overall, the the track is okay. Jay-Z's part. It's Jay-Z. Even when you feel he's not trying his complete and utter hardest, it's better than most casts. It's like seeing Kobe only score 30. You know, or D-Wade, you know, only he decides only shoot threes tonight. You know, something like that. You know, but Kanye, man, see, Kanye had a pretty good year last year. You know, he came back, he ruffled a little feathers, but he cut out amazing work. His album, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, is great. It's clearly the best album last year. You know, probably followed with, like, Black Keys or something, but, you know, to me, it's, it's top. It shoots for the stars, and it actually hits some. He put out, he changed the rap game with his Good Fridays. He put, like, free tracks out every week. Friday was, like, an event. Like, oh, man. You know, he put out in-progress tracks for the album. You know, I still keep them on there with the album cuts. But, you know, this, you know, he just, his verse is weak. And it's nothing but, like, misogynistic. And it's kind of racist because he kind of just, he treats white women as objects. Well, you know, it, it's, it's kind of crazy. It, it's feeding this, I don't know what's happening to him in his 30s after his mother died or something. But maybe it's changing his effect with women or whoever didn't broke his heart. Maybe he didn't get over it. But he needs to or something. Or at least if he's going to do it, do it like he was doing on the album, which was way more interesting and way better. You know? But the album is, I mean, the, the, the song is not that great. You know, the track is produced by Lex Luger. This new kid is coming up. You know, he did some tracks with Rick Ross. You know, BMF, MC Hammer, the track is crazy. You know, these crazy drum patterns, you know, 808, come in with the opera samples, get real gothic in it. And, you know, when you hear J-Pop, like, oh, man, this would be tough. Kind of wish there were just two J-verses. Maybe maybe we didn't need a full Kanye-verse. Maybe he could have just came in on the hook or something. But, yeah, overall, it's kind of lacking. You know, you can find it. You can buy it on iTunes. 
I don't really know why you would buy the iTunes. Be the fact that it leaked them. They leaked it themselves on midnight. It's on every hip hop site. It's probably on some newspaper sites. You really don't have to buy it. If you like to give two rich men money, go ahead. Do you. If you just want to hear the song, it's on like they got to watch the throne fan page on Facebook. Go there, click on it, listen to it, get out the system. If you don't, if you don't like Kanye West, hey, I feel you. You know, if you like Jay-Z, but don't want to hear Kanye West, I say just, you know, scan for it. Wait till you get to the part you want to hear. It's a good track, though. It's the beat the beast a good track, but, you know. Hopefully, they'll put out more things like The Joy or That's My Bitch with, you know, the chick from LaRue on there. You know, then this ham. Because it's ham, all right. Yeah, I'm about to go here. All right, let's talk about some comics right here. Let's talk about what is Julian interested in comics right now? Superhero comics. I'm talking about that. That Batman. Now, see, I'm a Morrison fan. You know, I came in the Morrison kind of late, though. I came in with that new X-Men. You know, that was some amazing stuff to me. Change the game up. So, you know, I was first introduced to him. And then, you know, he went back to D.C. And, you know, eventually he got on this Batman book. And, you know, we can, we can go into all the craziness of the awesomeness of his current Batman run. But right now, I just want to talk about the first two issues of Batman Incorporated. Man, that has to be the most awesome superhero comic book on the stands, man. It's Batman being Batman. On some James Bond, you know what I'm saying, just flying around the earth, spy type stuff, but he got an outfit on. Got Selena Cowell. I was like, yo, Selena, I need you. I'm rolling to Japan. You trying to go? She was like, yeah, let's go. He go to Japan, you know, Bruce Wayne looking fly on that, you know, that G6, because you know he clearly got more money. You know, G5, what is that? Pshaw. You know, he got that super Bruce Wayne playing. Then he goes to the hotel room. This is awesome. You got Batman in a hotel room. Seeing Kyle, he lifting weight. You know what I'm saying? He working out. Getting scrum. He was workout regiment. This man just fought through time and he back on his workout regiment. That's what I'm saying. That's that's how real Batman is, you know. Bruce Wayne Batman. And you know, they allude to, you know, him and Cena. Get some nice little uh some things going on. Cutting, you know, this is how Batman do. He got that schedule laid out. You know, he probably playing that out. It was like look fly while I working out so Selena will be enticed to come over. Yeah, another thing I like about this comic, and it's both of them is uh the concept of Mr. Unknown, the Japanese vigilante hero that's introduced in this comic, man. It's funny because when you first see him, this is an old dude. He's getting hemmed up about Lord Deathman. Lord Deathman, Morrison took from the the Bop Manga. I look at me, I said it all wrong. Bop Manga that came out. This is like a super duper Cobra Kai dude from Karate Kid. The can die. But man, is he ever great? And he got the, like the young guy. Oh man, old dude getting messed up. Lord Deathman takes his girlfriend. Floods the apartment underneath and puts a giant octopus in it. Like man, what what kind of villain does that? You know what I'm saying? That's 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 a whole new level of baller right there. And isn't it funny? Of course, Batman and Catwoman come up. 
that in a Japan in a comic that set place in Japan, the hero has a face with his girlfriend getting attacked by something with tentacles. And Catwoman in leather has to go down and save a girl tied up from essentially a big ass tentacle monster. Yeah, Graham Morrison's genius right there. Overall the book is great. Japanese guy comes Batman of course. Batman in Japan. It has one of the best last pages of the last year. Batman in Japan fighting a gorilla with a domino mask and a leather like outfit on. Falling down towers, punch each other in the face. Fantastic, fantastic, man. That's what I'm talking about. Our superheroes crime should be apes and domino masks, tentacles, catwoman, Batman being freaking a beast, making other Batman whole team of cats. Soon it's gonna be like Batman's gonna be like the Wu Tang clan. You know, it's gonna just be like protect your neck and it's gonna be like Bruce Wayne's gonna be like Rizza. You know what I'm saying? Call him Bruce Digi or something. It'll be fantastic. Ooh. Now, you know, a video game I'm looking forward to is Marvel's Capcom 3. Man, that game series is special to me. I remember buying Marvel's Capcom 2. It was over 10 years ago now. You know, in March, it'll be like an 11-year-old game. You know, because I bought the, the Japanese Dreamcast version, you know. I'm serious. I'm serious about that sh- that fighting game. You know the new ones coming out. They release some cool characters. We finally get Thor. You know we get we get Iron Man again. You know hold me down by Proton Cannon like he has since '96. And you know one one character popped up as DLC. You get the collector's edition. It's Shuma Gorath. Now some people might even think that's a Capcom character, but it's not. Old boy only for Doctor Strange, and they'll never use him. Now. I'm going to read comics since I was about 7, right? It's 20 plus years, 30. And I remember the first time I saw Shuma Gorath. It was in Marvel Superheroes. And everybody was like, yo, who the heck is this one-eyed octopus dude? It took me two years to find out that he was a Doctor Strange villain. And that he's kind of like Cthulhu or something like that. But in the end, we all know that Shuma Gorath was a beast. You can turn to a spike ball, hit you upside the head, turn stone, smack you upside the head, grab you up, put you in that that d- dimension. You know what I'm saying? Got some ill combos. You get the time gen. You be freezing people. Wah, wah. And you know what? I was like, they, they announced them. And I think I was listening to a, a word balloon podcast. Somebody else brought up Shumagorath. I'm like, yo, how come Marvel ain't using him? He didn't have years. A free promotion, and he'll never use him. He's a octopus cyclops with dimension powers. Come on, man. They need. To, can't, can't they give Ultron a break? You know what I'm saying? He's a robot. You know what I'm saying? I love robots, but come on. What's up with this this octopus dude? You know who? Why wasn't my man, brother Voodoo, fighting Shumagorath? You know what I'm saying? You can even. Finally tie some ill little air combos or something. Aerial rave. You know what I'm saying? What's, what's up with Marvel? What's, what's up with you guys, man? Shumagorath is raw. You ain't using him. Capcom been using him for years. They what what do they see that y'all don't see? It's an octopus with one eye. 
He can shoot stuff out of that eye. He can do ill stuff. Why ain't y'all using him? You know what I'm saying? Why can't I read a comic book and go right? Maybe y'all put some shooting gear. I thought I might buy a comic book. Four dollars. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, y'all need to listen to that. But yeah, back on Marvel's Capcom 3. It's not too far away. It's going to be raw. It's going to be hype. Aerial race for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Supreme Clientel. You know, that's my team. Iron Man, War Machine, Dr. Doom. Naming after the Wu-Tang members. Ghostface, Raekwon, Capadonna. You know, I can't wait to bring them back. Play nothing but that new Apollo Kids where I beat people up online. You know, you gonna hear me talk about this strength, you know, a little bit more as it comes up and when it comes out. That's my that's my Marvel event. You know what I'm saying? I don't need fear itself. I need aerial raves and taking people for a ride. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. As we bring this first one to a close, I want to give some uh, some shout outs to some people that basically uh, inspired me to make this to make this podcast. First, I want to give some uh, shout out to Brian Deemer and Peter Rios of Common Geek Speak. Um, over the past couple of years, or maybe even longer than that, they um, had me have some appearances on this show. They let me call me in. Uh, Asked me to fill in on some some episodes, you know, some of the Morrison, Batman episodes, Final Crisis. You know, over time, just let me call in. Let me talk about my webcomic. And uh, I appreciated that. And then, you know, I appeared at Super Show with different cons. And, you know, people said they liked it and they heard about it too. And, then, you know, Peter was like, yo, you should, you should think about doing a podcast. And I, like, I don't know, man. I don't really like hearing myself talk. And, you know, I just call into you guys a show. And um, over time, I started seeing more people bring it up, bring up my appearances and say how much they enjoyed it and, you know, uh, saying you you know a little bit too much. But, hey, it's like uh, really put in my, my idea in my head that maybe I should actually do it. Um, two other guys I want to shout out is uh, Vince B. and Jason Wood of 11 Clock Comics. Uh, they kind of sat me down too and gave me some some talk about how I should probably do it. And they, I guess if I don't know if you have people when they have conversations with me at cons, especially when I'm talking about comics, like kind of excited, I get kind of hyped, you know. And I'm not big on explaining comics like the same way. I guess everybody else's. I like to use some some association from other media and other storylines, and you know, make it easy for some people that maybe don't read comics all the time to get what I'm talking about. Some of the craziness, and they, you know, they's like, man, you should really do one, and you know, we'll put it up or something. They'll figure something out. So I was like, how, you know, I was hemming and hawing, but you know, after a while, I was like, yeah, I should, I should do it. You know, like cracking those guys up. You know, those people on those forums and CGS and eleven o'clock forums. I'm gonna give a shout out to Daryl Taylor and Lori Thomas. They didn't have me on Comic Road Show a couple times. I got to talk to Adam Warrock and. And Art and Franco 
from uh Tiny Titans. You know, that was that was fun. And uh the fixer, he had me on his hideout a couple times his show. I'm gonna give a man a shout out to that. You know, it was good times. I guess that's kinda where I find my voice jumping all these shows, you know, talking to people, arguing about the merits of how Morrison Superhero Comics are awesome and how Star Trek is overly, overly superior to glow sticks and and roles of Star Wars. Yes, you're gonna currently hear me hate on um Star Wars. That's uh Probably my pleasurous things to do. Uh, also, I want to give a shout out to Ian Levenstein for having me on his show a couple times over the years. Comic timing, you know, that was a uh, those are fun conversations, and he's a good dude. He's a good show, and all those times I've been on, I greatly appreciated it. Um, another friend is uh, Sean Pryor from PKD Media, and uh. PKD Black Boxes podcast. Right now, he's also part of Action Lab. They just had a successful Kickstarter campaign to get out their comic, Fracture. He also puts out a great show. I think he uses music the best of any type of pop culture podcast out there. Period. You know, he has a great ear. He has a really good podcast and uh, had me on. He talked about, you know, rap music, comics, and ants and everything else. And, you know, that was that was a good time. I want to just thank those people for uh, putting me on, giving me an opportunity, and I guess help spur me to make this show. And you know, we're gonna ride out to some smooth, ill beats. You know, when you listen to this, you're gonna hear some beats from some crazy stuff or some hard street stuff. And we're gonna tie around some comics. So when you when you listen to the end of this beat, think that. And you know, you might not agree with this, but in Julian Land, Batman's, you know, driving around in Tokyo, riding to this smooth outro after he done made a whole new Batman. Alright, holla at your boy. Peace.